1: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom or Robots. This is Sam with me. And today we are talking about OmniTools, how they work, what they do, and probably more information than you ever wanted to know about OmniTools. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. Sam, how's it going today? How are you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing very well. And I got to say, like, a lot of people are going to hear OmniTools, right? And they're going to think, okay, it's OmniTools. What could I really need to know what else
1: is there it's a thing i just kind of use it for lots of weird stuff right
2: but yeah exactly but i'm i promise you we're gonna go over some details in here that you have not considered or not heard about before when it comes to omni tools because it has it as it says in the name they do it all
1: (laughs) they do it all that was my um nickname in college the omni tool
2: Tom the Omni Tool. That sounds really dirty. <laughs> a tool in every circumstance. <laughs> so, so, oh <laughs> He'll
1: just do anything. Oh God! Um, all right, so we're back, but we didn't. Wait, hold on, didn't we already talk about Omni Tools? Isn't this a thing that this comes up? Right, like.
2: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's come up in a number of different episodes. I think when I was searching through our notes, we had already covered it like five different times. So if some of these details are not at all new because you listen to every episode, that's probably why. But I promise you, there's a lot of new stuff we're going to talk about specifically about how this applies to the civilian populace. It is the mass effect universe's swiss army knife you know it can slice it can dice it can even hack into a military database database that's uh,
1: that's a weird device
2: <laughs> it's a slant rhyme it's a it's a rhyme with an edge uh, so it is the solves all of the milky way um, and you know, we talked about them during the MetaGel episode because they apply there. We talked about them during the Cybernetics episode because they also kind of apply there. I think we even mentioned them during the ED episodes, but they are so ubiquitous throughout the games and extended lore that they need their own episode. Okay. So and that's what we're doing. Today. They're
1: they're like everywhere and they can basically do like everything, right? But I'm sure there's limitations to that, right? Like what exactly are all of the specific uses?
2: Right. So there's, let's, let's break it down to two categories. Like I said, civilian everyday use, and then there's one for military tactics. So everyday use, first of all, and perhaps most commonly, coffee. we see people using, om- making coffee. Sure. I, I, you know what, you probably could use an Omni tool to make <laughs> coffee, um, because you could craft, you could craft like the carafe from the Omni tool. And then I don't know, you could order coffee grounds to your location. Maybe there's like, that's really a delivery problem. I, <laughs> that's, that's a logistical issue. I don't know if they can get coffee grounds to you ASAP like that, but people use Omni tools to access what the Mass Effect universe calls the internet. It's the extranet. So it can be a variety of situations, but overall they kind of act like how we use our cell phones today. And I say that because you can surf the web with them. You can look at pictures, you can view multimedia, uh, and you can even apparently watch live streams like Jacob is doing here in Mass Effect Galaxy. Looks like he's watching a live stream of a news broadcast using his Omni tool. Yeah. Uh, so all types of multimedia content consuming you can do with an Omni tool, but it goes both ways. You can record with Omni tools and you can do it discreetly too. Mm. So this helps both in, in concrete examples in the series. It helps Tally, of course, gain access uh, to some recordings that she needs and and rip them from data banks of a geth. And there's other minor characters throughout the series. It could be a boon for investigative journalists like Emily Wong. Uh, it could help detectives in CSEC and more, but it raises serious legal and ethical concerns. Imagine a universe where you don't know if anyone's recording you at any given time, like today I mean, in our world, Yeah, you can, right. I mean, there's the phone, which is discreet enough in some circumstances, you know, but ultimately if someone is like standing and talking to you and they're like,
1: yeah. Yeah. You have no idea. You kind
2: of get tipped f- off. You
1: don't really know, though. Like, y- 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 there's a little bit more tipping it off, like, <sighs> in our current system. So, for example, if somebody's recording video, they have to have, at least have the camera pointed at you enough to be able to f- get you on camera. But if they're only recording audio, that could be in your pocket.
2: Right. It could be in your pocket. audio quality might be a little bit worse, but my but point But it's enough stands. to stand
1: up in a court if, like, you had to say, okay, here's yeah, some evidence. Sure. They legitimately said this thing. This was the conversation, right?
2: But an Omni tool, I mean, you can, you can record while doing whatever with your hands. And yeah. I'm not entirely sure if the interface for the Omni tool, that, that orange kind of uh, holographic thing around your wrist, I'm not entirely sure if that actually needs to be present for you to be using the Omni tool actively.
1: It, do- it doesn't seem like it does. It seems like that's the interface for uh updating information or accessing something new so for example like you go to unlock a door okay i gotta got use the, the encryptions on my omni tool let me open it right it shows yeah it, right but once you set something up it disappears and i can imagine that it totally could run in the background That that's just a software option at that point.
2: oh yeah just put your arm behind your your back like that you activate it we even see uh, maya brooks aka rasa trying to punch a little code into her omni tool to break out of some handcuffs uh discreetly and so there's a lot of different uses for this and there are legal and ethical concerns certainly regarding the recording aspect of it and i guarantee you you could passively record with an omni tool maybe you download some software to make it like completely transparent sure the limit the limitations are endless yeah but it 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 can act as a bank card too, mm-hmm. which apparently is kind of a passive aspect. We see people actively use it in the series by like, you know, waving their hand like that, and then they transfer credits, right? Or they transfer right. payments. Right. Fun fact, you can also tip strippers this way in the Mass <laughs> there Effect there you universe. Go.
1: You know what's interesting about this is that Mass Effect one was released what year was it? Two thousand seven?
2: Uh, that's right. Two thousand seven was Mass Effect One.
1: You know when the iPhone came out,
2: two thousand
1: eight, roughly the same time. But it was before you had phones that could do most of this stuff that we're talking about. It was way before we had phones that you could use to buy things, like just by scanning them on something.
2: This is a Ray Bradbury moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really
1: cool because like I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this and they're going, okay, Omni tool, cell phone, they're not that far removed. Yeah, in 2023, they're not that far removed because we have all sorts of different apps that do all sorts of things. But in 2007, nothing like that existed.
2: That's right. Yeah. So we were largely still relying on the iPod Touch, if I remember. That was about as yeah. That was about as
1: sophisticated as it got.
2: Yes. And in terms of mobile computing anyway. So it also acts as a portable ID system. Now, of course, now we have RFID chips in so many different things. Uh, And, but In 2007, again, it proved, and in 2010 when Mass Effect 2 came out, that they were using OmniTools as this portable identification system. You could go through customs on the Citadel. You could prove access credentials on numerous planets, gaining access to restricted areas through locked doors. I mean it was there. You, all of what you needed to do to prove who you were, you didn't need to carry like, oh, crap, I got to go through my wallet and carry my ID card right, and, right. and my, oh, you need a passport and a birth certificate. No, <laughs> it was all on the Omni tool. So I, I wonder, you know, I didn't see many people in the Mass Effect universe who, who were too uh, preoccupied with 5G, conspiracy theories and implanted RFID chips, I think everyone pretty much accepted it as uh, as a nature of the reality that you had to live in.
1: Well, that brings up the question of like, where is it actually? Like, we see the we see the, we see the hologram it? around the wrist. So like, there's an assumption there, that like, is it in the wrist? Is it a, a thing that people are wearing under their suits? Like, what actually is going
2: on there? It's a great question i don't know the answer uh because I, I i used to think that the omni tool was part of your armor that it was part of the armor set but then there's so many scenes in the extended lore and in the games where people are using omni tools and they don't have an, an armor set on yeah and it's just like yeah. civilian clothing right so w- i don't know Yeah. <laughs> to be honest i yeah. don't know where the omni tool actually resides
1: yeah dave in chat says uh probably a brain implant so it might be like like a you know, like oh, there's a number of these kinds of implants that we've talked about, right? Like this is technology that they have. So why not implant it like in the sure. back of the brain somewhere and
2: make it. Well, then that that would that. bring to mind, you know, when you're switching out your Omni tool in Mass Effect 1 because it is an actual item that you can upgrade. Are you switching out a brain implant? Or because that's a little bit weird, like, hey Tally, I was using this Omni tool, but actually I think that you should use it. So hold on one second. There you go. Just run it it under the
1: sink for a minute. There you go. It's all cleaned up. (laughs) Put it in your brain. Yep. There you go.
2: Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know where they reside, but it's interesting to think about. Um, so the other thing that was pretty interesting that I noticed that was pretty meta is people play video games <laughs> on Omni uh-huh. Uh which I imagine are pretty popular while people are using the bathroom. I'd like to imagine <laughs> that aliens also play Candy Crush when they're taking a dump.
1: It's like Candy Crush, like 4000 at this point. <laughs> There's just been so Candy- many
2: iterations. <laughs> Candy Smash. Um, Candy Smash. So, spe- spe- speaking of 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 playing games on the bathroom, why do all bathrooms in Mass Effect look like they're meant for human biology? Like,
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, where does the Elcor go?
2: Yeah, does everyone poop sitting down? Why do I imagine an Elcor poop standing up like a horse?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, most of them have like humanoid shaped bodies right so most of them probably sit or can sit but
2: yeah elcor elcor probably kneel on their <laughs> yes. fist feet oh god <laughs> they on their fist feet <laughs> oh I, I mean hanar i don't can hanar lay down I, they're meant for water so i don't think yeah they're i think really they just, meant to they lay just down, hover and levitate.
1: over a thing and just like excrement just falls out of somewhere i don't know
2: Maybe, maybe it just looks like water. I don't who knows? Maybe. Does everyone truly poop? These are the questions that you can only find on the Mass Effect lore cast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and speaking of being on the toilet, that's somewhere where you should not be making a phone call, but if you choose to, Some the Omni do. tool can, can help you do that. Some people do. <laughs> and in Some public
1: toilets too. Like you go in like, <laughs> like there was definitely last time I was at an airport, there was definitely a guy who just like, I'm I'm in the bathroom doing my thing, and he walks in the room, talking on his headset, goes in a stall, closes the <laughs> door, blue still talking, everything. and I'm like, dude's in there about to take a dump, and somebody's on the like it was like a business call or something. I was just like, what the
2: heck? Anyway, well, tell your client that that 15.4 is just not the rate that we can go
1: with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Ugh. Who does number two work for? <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, um, weird, weird questions here, but I, I guess you're right. People would be using their Omni tools on the toilet because people use cell phones on the toilet. So,
2: yeah, I think I think they would um, or maybe it's super taboo to do that in some alien culture. I don't know. But you can FaceTime people with your Omni tool. Wherever you are, I guess, But <laughs> I wonder if the Normandy's QEC could be fitted onto an Omni tool, maybe some point in the future of Mass Effect technology. I think even in Mass Effect's world and, and universe, QECs require quite a lot of uh, computing power and a lot of space. So I don't think it's as portable uh, as people would like it to be. But my question for all the internet and or extranet related questions is how how is it accessing the web exactly if i had to to take a guess my guess would be that it's just connecting to satellites and the satellites are connecting to faster than light uh communications buoys it's and that's how it's going
1: yeah i like that whole tech still doesn't really make sense to me because you uh, like our our base assumption is it works something like wi-fi like radio frequencies right but radio frequencies move at the speed of electromagnetic energy which is light right they move at the speed of light but if you're on two different planets let's say you let's say you're only 4 light years apart from each other The information that you get can't travel faster than light unless they're using some mass relay technology in order to propagate those signals. But then do the signals propagate from the mass relays in each system? So the further you are from the mass relay, the longer it takes that signal. Because, I mean, think about it, like if you're if you're on the world, if you're on the space map. Right. And you go to a new star system. The mass relay is, say, like off on the edge of this solar system. And then you fly across the whole solar system to go to planet on the other side. The information, even if it was moving at the speed of light coming from the mass relay, could take half an hour to get to you. Like this is like you you, you say load web page and then you wait half an hour for the web page to load.
2: The, the the struggles of the colonies, man, I, I'll tell you like, what, unless no, I, you're
1: right, unless tell- you're in orbit around the mass relay, you're not getting telecommunications information.
2: Infrastructure. I bet you the geth have the best telecommunications infrastructure there is. because they are a hive mind? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So every geth is both sending and receiving information. So it's just piggybacking from geth to geth to geth to geth over long distances. But even then, it would be limited to the speed of of light and then also processing in each geth.
2: So does that mean that they know something, but they don't really know something until like 30 minutes later? Yeah. So like
1: a geth on the other side of like the planet would know something and then you'd have to relay that information across any other geth until it gets to you on the other side of the planet. So there's going to be minutes of delay before that actually gets communicated. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Can you imagine the chaos when the Reapers invaded? Not only did things take longer to get there, probably, but everyone's trying to use their Omni tools to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> right, right. And all it takes is right. one FTL comm buoy to be knocked out by a Reaper, which I imagine yeah. would be very easy. Well, we, we went uh, through a
1: hurricane uh, back in the fall, like not even a year ago. And our power got knocked out. And a lot of people in our area, their power got knocked out. And the phones were swamped. The only time I could actually get my phone to really load data regularly was in the middle of the night, like two in the morning when everyone else was in bed because they, they weren't being hammered with people trying to use their phones. But like you could send a text and then maybe it would send and then you could try to load a web page, but it would just very, very slowly load if it did. So it would be a lot like oh. that. Everything would just be so like
2: communications probably one of the most useful uh you know f- functions of these omni tools uh, but definitely not the end-all be-all because computer programmers also probably love Omni tools because it's a portable interface through which they can input code, test results, maybe provide some analysis too. And of course, hacking, hacking goes hand in hand with that. This could lead to total chaos in commercial and residential areas in the same way that it could provide unparalleled efficiency.
1: Yeah. So here's another question for you. I just want to throw this one in there. We'll, we'll keep moving. If it's a chip in your brain, then why do you need to physically interface it with to type things? Can't ergonomics. You, can't you just think? This button. This button. This button. This word.
2: You know what? Maybe it's maybe it's not a chip in the brain. I don't maybe, know. Maybe not. Uh,
1: maybe maybe that's why you, very th- well. you need to physically interface with the. Uh, the, the stuff that shows up, right?
2: right? And the other thing is, you know, if it's acting as a bank card, why do we see in multiple instances in the Mass Effect uh, trilogy, people refer to things called credit chips. And and yeah. some, in some of the books, actually, they're referred to as credit chips so they are these credit chits and chips i don't know what the difference is i don't know if they're the same thing but apparently they're they're like they're like little physical representations of currency that can hold a given amount it's probably we Uh, talked about this a little
1: bit i have a feeling it's because you aren't in close proximity to somebody else but you still want to send them money so it works kind of like physical money can work like if i was like hey i'll meet you at lunch but you're gonna see so-and-so before i do so here i owe them 10 bucks i'll give you the 10 bucks can you just hand it to them
2: Right. There's but yeah, but there's one point in Mass Effect Ascension where this uh, Corian is trying to pay off and bribe a Batarian. Mm -hmm. And he bribes him with 200 credits that are separated into two credit chits of 100 credits each. Why do you need two chits? You couldn't just put 200 credits. Maybe because it's untraceable.
1: It's untraceable. This is the under the table money mm. because if it goes on your Omni tool, your Omni tool is connected to the extra net. And there's probably things that, it, you, you know, like your banking system has to track income and outcomes so you can pay your taxes and all of that. That stuff's probably all being tracked on your Omni tool. So if you want to make an extra 200 chips or whatever, creds.
2: There you go. Yeah, this it's, is you it's just it. cryptocurrency. There we go.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: Um, there's also medical applications. You know, we talked about Met- Metagel being carried and applied with the help of an Omni tool. Uh, but but if the Omni tool also has, and this is kind of where I'm taking things I know in the lore and I'm extrapolating them to to logical conclusions. So if an Omni tool has an onboard microframe uh, CPU that I think they call it, and the Omni tool also has a scanner, so it can provide some sensory analysis, and a way, and it also has a, a way of manufacturing small components. Then it's kind of a mobile diagnostics and first aid kit on steroids, yeah. because you have this the processing power, sensory analysis, and mini manufacturing. So there's, it's almost like having a nurse practitioner wherever you go. I wonder if that means that urgent care clinics are like, by and large, not heard of anymore. Because yes. Yeah. Um, you could, maybe it would like do diagnostics and say, I've set up a prescription for you for antibiotics. Right. It was and very similar
1: to Star Trek. They've got their, uh, little tricorder thing or whatever it's called, but like the doctor has one that he scanned people with, and then it tells you on the readout, like what they're suffering from, what their blood pressure is, like all of these things, right? So the Omnitool would be basically, be able to do exactly the same thing. In fact, you probably wouldn't even need to run the process to scan. It probably just constantly would keep track of your vitals. And then when it senses some things up, it would notify you.
2: Like maybe before, a medical VI would be a paid extension. You maybe, know, yeah. Uh, to,
1: yeah, but I mean, think about it. There. Like, before, before you, you start sneezing and you feel like you have a sore throat and you're like, oh man, do I have a cold coming on? It would know. Like, your body's been invaded by this virus it has now propagated to a point where you're Mm. going to start feeling symptoms soon right
2: orians would certainly take full advantage of that uh, because they're constantly worried about breaches in their suit and things like that so so they probably do have on board vis that could help with things like that Um, imagine every teacher on a field trip is also as fully equipped to handle most injuries the same way a nurse practitioner could like stitches and splints and anything that little johnny got from venturing a little too far and Inside the orangutan enclosure at the zoo. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> Poor Johnny.
2: <laughs> it wasn't Johnny's fault. Johnny's at Krogan and thought he could take him on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he thought he was challenging his, his supremacy or something. <laughs> you think you're bigger than me? I'll show you.
2: Yeah, and orangutan just goes yeah.
1: like, boom. Yeah, although I'm <laughs> sure... The I, do you think orangutan or Krogan are stronger? I bet... I bet there's... I bet it's pretty close. Match. I bet it's pretty close because <laughs> both of them seem very, very strong.
2: <laughs> they, they, they both seem incredibly strong, but I bet you an orangutan is like a fully grown adult <laughs> orangutan is stronger than a baby Krogan.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on the age. Adult Krogan, yeah. though, I don't know. They're so.
2: I don't know, but mm. okay, so let's talk about the uh, other medical applications. It, this could also be a wealth of of help for doctors and hospitals that maybe the hospital is vastly understaffed and maybe this uh, medical applications with, with a few onboard software suites given the Omnitool's already, you know, powerful capabilities could help with diagnostics. Maybe the scanner or VI assistant could pick up on subtle abnormalities that a doctor who's just been on a 30-hour call shift, their eyes just happen to gloss over. Yeah.
1: Also, the doctor would require less of What the patient is describing in order to determine what's going on, because oftentimes patients aren't very good about clearly describing the symptoms and what they've been going through. And on top of that, the symptoms are also ambiguous, whereas if the doctor's OmniTool just connects to your OmniTool and goes, oh, this is the readout that you've been getting from the medical app. Now I know what's going on with you. Here's what we need to do.
2: Exactly. So I think it could help in a variety of circumstances on that front. But let's also talk about that onboard fabricator, the yeah. manufacturing capability. This is probably
1: the most mysterious thing to me about... How this works yes. at all, right?
2: Like, <laughs> it just works, right? To quote the Todd father. Um, but you know, we previously addressed how great it was for soldiers in the field, but let's think about the civilian usage of this. Basically, it can make virtually any small component that you would need just from things you gather around, like plastics and metals and ceramics. So, we can repurpose those and ends. craft. Orangutans. Orangutans. Fuck it. Yeah. Just the the fur of an orangutan, you just (laughs) repurpose into a hat with an omni tool. (laughs) I don't know why. You just do it. (laughs) It
1: looks like an orangutan head.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It it just works. So I'm going to be saying that a lot when it comes to the onboard fabricator, because we don't know how it works, but it does. And it just works so you can fashion all of these different components and tools and and different items from the omni tool itself using get ready for it omni gel
1: ah yes the mysterious omni
2: (laughs) gel the omni (laughs) gel which is made out of what it uses what it's made out of things and other things and sometimes other vague things like unobtainium <laughs> right pretty much and and much. maybe some vibranium in there though that's a little rare um but car so carpenters plumbers and mechanics are the first people in the civilian sector that this came up to my mind who could make such amazing usage of having an omni tool that can craft virtually anything that they might need on the fly
1: yeah heck i'd love to have one around the house when i have to like fix a door and i'm like crap what kind of screw goes in there now i gotta go find a a similar one (laughs) yeah i'd go to the store and be like okay what screw is this matched up to another one like no you just craft it there you go another screw
2: door works yeah exactly there you go don't need to go to the hardware store now hardware stores out of business that's why we didn't see any in the mass effect
1: <laughs> no hardware stores there
2: you go <laughs> none of them what Fuck about you but what about food um, <laughs> so i hope not <laughs> i hope that omni tools wouldn't be preparing food i'd hope that sh- being a chef is still very much like a, a uh, I don't know an art form. Yeah. And well, now what if you get a lot starving. of angry letters from from like hardware store employees who are like, <laughs> so you're saying I'm not as good as, as a chef, huh? That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hardware store place chefs require a little bit more training, I think. Um, <laughs> but but like what? Okay. What if it's not making you like you know like that seventy dollar like steak that you'd get in like Las Vegas or something? But instead, right, Like right. you're out there on the edges of space and you're like starving, and at least it can create something that you could actually put in your body to survive like a
2: paste maybe yeah, like a paste know. or
1: like a I, well the, like I'm saying I carbohydrate because... filled kind of like bread like subject like substance that will just keep you alive long enough to actually eat food
2: I'm saying I don't know because I don't think so because like I said like we know that they come from uh, plastics like metals ceramics other things that you would pick up around and we know that much because that much is confirmed in the lore but nothing about any edible components unless you eat those things and then i guess it could you <laughs> it can could eat be. gold <laughs> <laughs> well doesn't mean that it helps <laughs> that's true that's true so also construction workers and any kind of worker who works as a repairman for pretty much anything i would imagine that it would help a lot unless you have to like deal with EZO and then maybe there's some certain limitations of your Omni tool. But in any case, I do know that like Omni tools are, 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 are like customized for different jobs and different people, which we'll get into a little bit later when we talk about military uses. But did you know that there's also Omni tattoos? Ooh. Yeah, so we have a we have a video here that is from the Citadel DLC, and I'd like to, to play this because this is about the Omni tattoos. Tally, are you OK? Yep. You want to see my tattoo? I don't think you have a tattoo, Tally. It's
1: a hologram.
2: Omni tattoo. Omni tattoo.
0: Omni-2, under the suit, you know, for me. You want to know what it is? You wanna know? It's a pretty bird, made of rainbows. It is flying out of the eye hole of a skull, being held in the mouth of a thresher mob with a naked woman holding a sword on its back. Jack said you'd think it was hot.
2: Remind me to talk to Jack in the morning. Where'd you get the Omni-tattoo anyway? Down in the lower wards, near the bottom. I meant where on your body. So did I. <laughs> yeah, I
1: heard that one from Liara.
2: Get some rest, Tally. You hear you're okay, Tally? Fine. So doesn't let me get overly intoxic...
0: Intox... Drunk. Just have it all flushed out in a minute. <laughs> Omni-two.
1: Get all drunk, Tally
2: yes drunk tally highly encourage everyone to go play the <laughs> hell out of the citadel dlc as much as you can uh but unfortunately we don't get any other you know uh in-depth explanation about how omni tattoos work uh but we do know that Tally's sounds like it somewhat resembles uh this this <laughs> like a heavy metal cheesy like
1: movie yeah. poster or something yeah <laughs>
2: Like, this is a very over the top, stereotypically cheesy tattoo one might get when you're drunk and you've had way too much Korean tequila. Uh, but, you know, it can also be used to cut or slice through things, which could be useful in the kitchen. We brought up chefs before. I bet chefs have their own specific Omni Tool suite. Man, that'd be very useful for tracking a recipe, right? Uh, but yeah. even if you got trapped in an elevator and you needed a way out, you could like potentially slice through the doors of the elevator or the top of it with an Omni tool. Or if you got stranded in the woods and you had no way to cut down trees to make into a shelter, or you could grind down the trees maybe and combine some other things and make them into Omni gel and then use that gel to convert into bricks and mortar for a shack.
1: There you go. There you go.
2: The applications really are. Spill a spaceship. Um, they are Omni. They, they are all. Um, the options. There are so many different uh, applications just for civilians, um, but we can talk about the military uses after after we take a mid break. So I think we're there, right?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Let's let's go thank our patrons. We'll be right back.
0: Message coming in. Patching it through. I am
1: sovereign, and this Lorecast is mine.
0: I like the sound of that.
1: All right. Big thanks to our patrons, because you are the ones who support the show and help us keep going with it. And big shout out to uh, Magister DeVita our newest patron, welcome to the Patreon, and we have to shout out our shepherd tier patrons: Kolkashin's Ed Boy, Kirasi, Lieutenant Ticino, that Specter J, and William. Thank you so much for your support and. To all of you, everybody who's supported the show in any way, whether it's signing up on the Patreon or telling your friends about it or just being here and listening to the episodes or joining us in the chat. Thank you to all of you for your support. Uh, We also would appreciate it if you decided to leave us a five star Apple podcast review and we'll read those out on a future episode. We don't have any new ones this week, but that's also a wonderful way to help help out the show. So if we're actually think we do have. Oh, is there a
2: a couple of new ones? Yes, we do. Uh, I think from JX owned you.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe we didn't do this one yet. All right, here. This one is, yeah, JX owned you in the United States, who writes, Fantastic podcast. I recently found this podcast on Spotify. On Spotify, while just looking for something new to listen to, it's been a long time since I played Mass Effect, but N7's thorough dive into the lore has got me itching to play again. Not sure if there's an episode on it yet, but has anyone tried to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on to talk about physics and science side of Mass Effect? That would be amazing, Neil. If you happen to be a fan of the show and want to join us, you're more than welcome. I'm sure you're a very busy,
2: busy guy. If you got the Neil connection, let me know.
1: Yeah, maybe Neil's a fan of Mass Effect. You never know. That would be amazing. Um, But thank you for that review. And if we're helping you get through your work week, your commute, any of that stuff, please consider just some way of helping us out. It's just a a thank you. And if you are interested in joining us on the patron chat, then you still have time to go to patreon.com slash slash mass effect. Words are hard and sign up because we will be having our patron chat at the end of this week on Friday night, the 30th, June 30th. Come join us. And if you are a patron already, a tier four or tier five patron, and you want to share some ideas for what we're going to be talking about. Feel free to do that on the discord. All right. That's what we got for the middle of the show. Let's move on to the rest of the show. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right. We're back. And it does look like we had another review, but we'll save that one for next week. (laughs) So... um. You're talking like military stuff, right? We've seen a lot of cool different things so far that you can do with Omni tools. But that's all been in the civilian world. What about in the military purposes? I mean, are we like these things turn into guns?
2: So, well, first and most obvious, we have the Omni weapons. (laughs) All right, I, I wish I was joking that that like Omni tools uh, were not, you know, Omni tool, Omni gel, Omni blade, Omni weapon, it, they're Omni everything. So not there's not just the Omni blade, though, we all most of us knew about the Omni blade because of, you know, promotional art and trailers at the very least. Uh, and there are other Omni weapons, too, that you may not have known about, especially if you didn't play Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. Because there are uh, there's an Omni Shield, which is part of the N7, uh, I forget the class name, but there's an Omni Shield, and it's also donned by the Shadow Broker in the Shadow Broker DLC. So this Omni Shield looks like it comes right out of the wrist, and it's an orange holographic thing. It deflects a lot of damage, acts as kind of a riot shield. Um, and there's also an Omni Bow. And the Omni bow is kind of cooler to me, although the the character's model is basically just a repurposed Zaid with a mask. Uh, <laughs> this is also from the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. It's the Talon mercenary engineer who has it. Like everything else with the Omni tool, it starts on the wrist, it's orange, it's holographic, and, and it looks like a crossbow that comes right from your wrist. Looks like something out of Assassin's Creed, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I feel like they'd be like launching Omni gel itself out of the thing? Like, I mean, I suppose you could. metal. You can make bolts, right? But, like, why not just, like, Omni gel pellets or something? Just, like.
2: I'll tell you one thing. If I fall into an orantane enclosure, I want I want to have the Omnibo on me because I don't wanna I don't wanna get up close and personal with an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The omniblade is not gonna cut it. Right. get your ass beat still. Right. Uh, so, there's there's other things too. There's the uh omniblade for different classes changing changes depending on your class. So it looks different. And the sentinel gets what I like to call the omni fork. Wait, what? It's an omniblade, <laughs> but it's pronged. So there's two prongs to it uh, and the infiltrator gets an electric fork. So it's electric. Boogie, woogie, boogie. boogie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it, it changes depending on your class. But there is a whole you know variety of omni weapons. So that's first and foremost. But manufacturing we've already talked about, but it comes in handy again. And we went over this during the technology of the weapons episode. So if this sounds familiar to you, that's why the manufacturing, here's what the lore has to say specifically about the manufacturing capability of Omni tools and how it's, how it's, uh, applicable for modern militaries An upgrade kit typically consists of less than a dozen unique parts and an optical storage disc when loaded onto an Omni tool. By the way, where the hell are you putting the disc? But when loaded into an Omni tool, the OSD provides all the technical specifications required to manufacture the tool and additional parts necessary to install the upgrade onto another piece of equipment. Assembly is typically modular and installation can be completed in less than a minute. So think about exactly what they're saying here. They're saying that you can use this disc and insert it into your Omni tool to manufacture another tool, a physical tool and additional parts that when you can upgrade other pieces of equipment with. And so this is exactly how the game devs program your weapon to say, okay, now it's time to switch. To a different ammo type now it's time to do this different power they literally wrote a line of code that gets triggered when the player turns it on using their omni tool right so the devs have their omni tool which is dev (laughs) tools and and they program their own line of code so that you can trigger a different line of code in the game yeah yeah okay with your code
1: all right Let me, yeah it's very meta at that point okay
2: yes it's very meta and it also helps us repurpose ammo using the same process so it's how we get the generic heavy weapon ammo that's everywhere in mass Effect 2 uh, that somehow fits every kind of heavy weapon uh, so this is if you ever wondered about why that that is well they kind of wrote an explanation for that too uh, and interestingly, a secondary codex intri- uh, codex entry tells us that soldiers should be able to fabricate upgrade kits from thin air. Uh, here's the entry. It says, "Since Omni tools are designed to use common battlefield salvage materials such as plastics, ceramics, and light materials rendered into semi-molten Omni gel for quick use." It's quite possible for a trained soldier carrying upgrade kits to customize gear on the battlefield to fit the current tactical situation. Right,
1: right, right. That's so, very vague. Yeah, so like uh, now I need something with more explosive capabilities. Uh, there's a dead soldier in front of me. I'm just going to turn his suit. Sorry, sorry, you gotta take your suit. I took your suit off. All right, now I'm going to turn that into Omnigel. All right, now I've got the ability to make a little rocket attachment to my my gun and also the ammo for it, so now we can blow things up
2: so i basically this is when it occurs to me that the omni tool is a fantastic writing device <laughs> yeah it is yeah then the writing is is stylistic enough that it doesn't tip you off too much if right. you just read it and glaze past it Space but if magic. if you look into it it's just space it's, magic it's a writing device to get from a to b you know yeah they thought oh it'd be really cool to be able to you know throw out a fireball but we don't have magic per se. We have biotics, but how would that work with biotics? Well, we could do it with the tech tools. Yeah. What if, what if the Omni tool just like spews molten? There you go. You got your inferno. Um, so it's a, it's a beautiful writing device and I have to commend the stylistic writing here. You know, uh, Phrases like you know, plastic, ceramics, and alloys rendered into semi-molten omni gel. Uh, quite possible for a trained soldier carrying upgrade kits uh, on the battlefield to to fit the current tactical situation. The it's amount a lot of stylistic words of, uh, that don't mean a lot on their own.
1: Yeah, it's true, and it just occurred to me for the first time the amount of energy it would take to power something that can do that. Like anything that's going to render the chemical properties of anything you pick up into some sort of omni other thing is going to have to restructure it at a chemical level, which is going to require a lot of energy to do. How do you power that?
2: You know what, it just works, Tom. It just works. It just works. It just works. Um, So maybe we should have been able to create upgrade kits from given amounts of resources that we recover through the game, right? Sure. I think that may have been a previous idea in the boardroom, uh, you know, whenever creative people on BioWare were talking about things the player should be able to do. Because it sounds like it, given the writing, that you should have been able to highly customize your upgrade kits no matter where you were and customize your gear no matter where you were to fit the current tactical situation. Uh, so we should have been able to do that by picking up these plastics, these ceramics, these light materials wherever we were, yeah. and then form them into omnigel. And then we can make upgrades from the omni gel. But as far as I remember from the game, we can't really do that. We can break into like locked crates using OmniGel. Mm-hmm. We can repair the Mako using Omni Gel. Uh but we can but omni gel largely disappears. By the later games, by two and three and Andromeda. Yeah. It's, it's almost too just convenient. Really it's thing. too
1: powerful and too convenient. So it it helps with writing, but then it hinders writing because now anybody can do anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, may, you know, and it seems that d- different manufacturers of Omni tools may have had a hand in fitting their specific tools to different kinds of tactical loadouts. In addition to that, we and I'm I'm part of the reason I'm saying that is because we know Caden and Tally have their favorite Omni tools. Caden likes the logic arrest tool, uh, whereas Tally likes the Nexus. And the logic arrest tool was made by Ariaki Technologies, uh, which is an Earth based uh, electronics uh, company. It's uh, Japanese, I believe, in nature, but we don't, we don't know a lot about them. I've thought about it. I think that eventually at a later episode, we'll go over the different companies and manufacturers in, in depth. But uh, Tally's Nexus tool that she prefers is Asari in design, it's made by the Armali Council, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but they like them for different reasons because they both have different, you know, play styles and combat styles. So, and part of tallies is hacking, which of course is another capability of the Omni tool. Uh, but you know, think of all the different military applications. If you can hack with this portable tool on your wrist and every soldier has a tool like that, it's general issued, you know? so. The STG for the Salarians would have had like a field day because they were already super tech oriented and then all of them are issued this Omni tool, which can be upgraded with different software suites. And I bet they relied heavily on it during their, uh, their operations of the Krogan rebellion.
1: Yeah. Probably highly specialized versions for their, for their group specifically that do very specific things better than everyone else because they did the research or whatever right um exactly what about they're
2: smarter what about tech armor so tech armor is interesting because i went back and forth and i was trying to find this answer repeatedly over whether tech armor is like a different function from like a different thing that you have maybe on your your hard suit uh and i don't think it's confirmed that the tech armor comes from the micro fabricator on the omni tool but tech armor benefits from all the same omni tool upgrades that you do mm-hmm. yeah and when you turn it on i'm pretty sure shep uses the omni tool at some point in the animation cycle yeah when you're using it maybe yeah. not when you turn it on maybe when you turn it off or something but well, it
1: would make sense that if it was tied to your suit you would need a mechanism to interface with it so why not the omni tool so that could go either way but i've always had that feeling that like tech armor is like a an extension of the arm of the omni tool Specifically
2: visually it looks, you know, very, very similar. So, you know, and it would, it would check out, it would, you know, follow that, that, that you could totally do that. If you had an Omni tool you need them for all the tech talents, uh, all the tech talents are deployed through an Omni tool, including neural shock, which I found to be kind of weird. Neural shock is the ability that Caden has in mass effect one, and you can get it on a subsequent playthrough, or you can get it. If you, uh, go through a different skill tree in mass effect three, I want to say. Um, but it basically incapacitates any organic being Mm -hmm. through overloading their nervous system. How the hell do you do that with an Omni tool? Uh,
1: electricity. You can make electricity from Omni gel and then it shocks their brain. Sure. (laughs) There you go. That's the solution. All right. Speaking of brains and speaking of, of things that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, there's one that is particularly useful translation.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to save this one for last because it's so useful to civilians and military alike. I mean, literally everyone benefits from this. If you've ever wondered how it is that aliens and humans all apparently speak English or whatever language you play this game in, then this is why. They don't all speak English. Everyone has real-time translating software. Uh, I knew it after playing the game for I don't know how many times, but the interesting part was I didn't know how I knew it. It occurred to me, uh, but I don't know where it came from. And I tried verifying that. I tried finding exactly where Omni tools are mentioned as being responsible for translating. But aside from vague dialogue here and there, it's incredibly hard to find that verbatim confirmation in the codex until I found this, which was added from the Bring Down the Sky DLC. This codex entry says most individuals know their own only their mother tongue and rely on machine translation. Modern portable computers allow anyone with a few hundred credits of equipment to enjoy seamless real-time translation of alien languages courtesy of handheld PDAs, computers in clothing or jewelry or subdermal implants. Without fast and accurate translation, galactic trade and culture would not exist.
1: Right. So this plays directly into what the omni-tool then could do, right? Cuz it's a it's a little portable computer. Totally makes sense. It's already hooked up It's a modern
2: portable computer, but they don't call it that. They don't say OmniTool in this entry, which is so weird to me. Right. They refer to handheld PDAs. They refer to computer, which is in clothing or jewelry or subdermal implants, but they don't say OmniTool. Yeah. Well, if if the OmniTool is a
1: subdermal implant, then that totally makes sense. Or if it's something, it's a computer in your clothing, like we discussed, might be another option. Then... But it covers both things, but doesn't specifically say Omnitool. Also. Right. Here's a question. If it's translating for you, then wouldn't you hear two sets of speaking? You'd hear the original. And then on top of the original, you'd hear the translation in your own tongue so we should Unless be hearing how
2: canceled out your hearing
1: right and yeah like it's like like sound canceling like headphones and so it like blocks out the first one and then only lets you hear the translation but like if you're talking to turian you should hear the turians in their natural speech and then you should hear the <laughs> translation of what it means right
2: yeah first you hear
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like
1: excuse <laughs> yes. me trying to get to the restroom well i'm also on the phone with a business partner
2: yeah. Unless it's connected to your brain and then it could like shut off the person speaking to you. Right. Like the contextual intelligence it would need would be incredible. But like if it did that, then you could also conceivably say that it would allow you to have a nice, polite, pleasant conversation, no matter how noisy of an environment you That's
1: were. True. That's true. Also really
2: just look at someone, and and like a fucking mega 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 death concert, <laughs> right? Just have a whispering conversation with them.
1: Yeah. Also, it's giving every individual person a different voice. Yes. Right. So if you are talking to an alien who makes clicks and snaps, there's no way of saying like, well, that probably sounds like this pitched human voice. So those are two very different things. But that yeah. Omni tool is now giving that that person a voice, and will remember it and use the same voice whenever you talk to them again, in the future, forever.
2: Or maybe the Omni tool only has a set number of voices that it can go through, that it can assign people, which is why we hear which the is, same voice actors. Uh, except for the main <laughs> for cast. Yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> except for the main cast. Yeah.
1: But that would totally um, make sense, because otherwise, you would expect it all to be the same voice, but then you would have a hard time differentiating between who said what yeah, because wait, who the hell are you? Wait, wait, which person said this? Oh yeah, like, uh, but Garrus sounds like Garrus, right? So like, it sounds like Garrus all the time. But that means, that also means that the way I hear Garrus and the way you hear Garrus would be different.
2: That would be weird.
1: Because <laughs> unless all the omnitools link up and agree on the same voice characteristics of that, or just default it to, I guess the code could engineer the same voice based on the same input. So it would sound similar to both of us. But theoretically, you know, I'm talking to Garrus, and Garrus sounds awesome. And you're talking to Garrus, and Garrus sounds like this. And, like, <laughs> man, that Garrus guy's real annoying. What's so annoying? I didn't really think about it, but I think it's just his voice. He sounds like he has an yeah. awesome voice to me. No, man, he sounds like Gilbert Godfrey. sounds like Gilbert to me. Godfrey. <laughs> Why does he sound like that? Check your Omni tool, yeah. man. Change the settings.
2: <laughs> Whoa, this thing needs calibrated. Garrus, can you help? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, so the other interesting really really interesting part of this and especially because it comes from the bring down the sky dlc is the codex entry goes on to say governments provide subsidized software updated through the public extranet quote on the fly often as users approach spaceport customs facilities Even the Batarians, who isolated themselves from galactic society nearly 20 years ago take pains to provide up-to-date glossaries and linguistics rules, though most suspect that this is only so they can continue exporting propaganda. (laughs)
1: Right, because language is useful in all cases, even terrible ones. (laughs)
2: Yes, exactly. So this is supremely interesting to me, this last line, that governments subsidize this software and not every government is reliable and transparent. Meaning, what if some of the fights and confrontations and conflicts that we have in Mass Effect are because certain governments or entities purposefully misprogrammed their translations to lead conversations the way they wanted them to go? You know, it'd be
1: really, really uh, good for, uh, so in case us across the galaxy would be to erase the word not from somebody's <laughs> dictionary of words <laughs> because anytime anybody says something and then tries to negate the thing it would sound like they're saying the thing right like i'm totally not stealing everything that's like i'm totally stealing everything like you just admitted <laughs> yeah. to
2: it apprehend uh-huh. them right we gotcha yeah um so that's a really interesting thing to consider. Not just, you know, Occam's razor, maybe, that it's not all intentional. Maybe some of it is like just a mistranslation or a miscue. I think there's even a couple points in dialogue where characters in the Mass Effect universe say, sorry, I think my my translator's acting up. I think yeah. if I'm remembering right, Shepard or someone else may say it in jest because it's it's basically them saying, like, sorry, I had something fucking crazy stuck in my ear. And right, like, right. so they are referencing it in that capacity. But I also like to imagine, like, what if an authoritarian government like the Batarians, um, imagine they were able to completely delete or obscure your conversation when you tried to talk to one of their citizens about one of their government's own horrible deeds?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, so in you real could, time,
2: you could program, It just cancels.
1: Yeah. You could program it to not just to remove the word not, but like understand, like, like AI can today with modern development, the, the program itself has an AI engine in it that understands the context of the thing that you're saying and then negates that or translates it to something else. So you're never, yes. you're never aware of what you're actually being heard saying.
2: Yeah, that would be pretty insidious. Um, so, and, and thank you chat for real time, bringing this up. You're absolutely right. I, Blanked on it in real time. But Shep does mention it to Thane. If you are romancing Thane and if Thane calls Shepard Siha. So Siha, it doesn't get translated. It's it's one of the Drell's words, but it would have been interesting to hear a Thane's own voice, say it, you know, yeah. the alien voice. Um, But yes, that is one instance in which the uh, the translating software is mentioned because Shepard is like, I don't think that translated correctly. And there is no translation. That's why. So one more note about translations, some species 100% rely on it to communicate with any other species like the Hanar and the Elcor. The Elcor communicate primarily through pheromones and subtle movements (laughs) (laughs) and the (laughs) Hanar communicate through bioluminescence. So they need this software to interact with anyone. Right.
1: Because it, it would be very hard voice. to learn their language as somebody who does not speak through emitting light. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just hold up different flashlights at different intervals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. That's so weird. Uh, that's, um, that's totally true, though. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, the applications of Omni tools are exhaustive and we did not even go through probably one tenth of them during yeah. this episode, but yeah. we're already at like an hour.
1: Yeah. these are kind and, of the main ones, though, Um, man, that's, this has been really interesting to dig into this. Very cool.
2: Yeah, it's it. Like I said, uh, it just works <laughs> and they are they are the ultimate writing tool. And, uh, so hopefully, uh, this has enlightened some people. Hopefully someone learned something, uh, from this episode that they didn't already know. But, you know, next week we have our patron chat. So I fit and, and the week after that, though, we're going to be going into talking about Tally Zora. And that's why I wanted to, to make this episode about Omni Tools, since it is so integral to her character and her capabilities.
1: Awesome. Yeah, we, we're finally moving on to other characters. This is great. Uh, well, thank you for being here, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you have, you want to make sure you come back. Make sure you're subscribed to either our YouTube channel or on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And Sam, you have anything else you want to share before we head out?
2: You know, I do. Um, this is the first episode that we're recording after I came back from vacation and I told people about it on discord and I told people about it on Twitter, but in case you all didn't know uh, and didn't see my message yet, if you've listened to this show, if you've donated your time or money to helping us do this, then you are part of the reason why I was able to afford the uh, engagement ring that I asked my partner, uh, Navi, who I sometimes uh, reference on here to to marry me. And she said yes. And so it was an amazing time in Hawaii, uh, certainly an unforgettable experience, but I wanted everyone who has donated even a minute or a penny to this show uh, to know that it's because of you that I was able to do something truly life-changing, not just for me, but for Navi too. That's awesome. So,
1: that's awesome. So thank you, everybody. And congratulations, dude. That's huge. That's that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Um, I will be streaming. I'm trying to work out Mass Effect Randomizer mod right now, getting a lot of problems with that. So I might just skip to Mass Effect 2 Randomizer and just stream that. I won't be streaming this weekend because of July 4th, uh, but I'll be resuming my normal programming next week. In the meantime, I may stream before the weekend. But if you're interested, go ahead and go follow me on Twitch at n 7 the legend.
1: That's Awesome. Uh, so that's huge. Big, big congratulations on that. Life-changing news. That's, I'm so excited for the two of you. And um, I also have been leveraging your uh, contributions to this show in a life-changing way. I have been using that money to eat only Taco Bell for the last six months and uh i've had of your <laughs>
2: trips to the bathroom been have you been on the omni tool a lot
1: <laughs> oh my god am i using the omni tool more no i'm kidding that's not how i'm using the money but thank you for supporting the show because this is a full-time thing for me and a, you know side project for for sam but together it makes it possible to do this so thank you for being here also thanks for just tuning in everybody we'll be back on friday with our patrons for another awesome awesome patron chat so see you then for that that is 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific if you want to join us or watch live on twitch.tv slash robots radio. All right, that's what we got for this week. We'll see you again very soon. Stay safe out there, everybody. See you later. Thanks for tuning into the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at mass effectlorecast at gmail.com.